five Spanish keepers. I was saying this earlier, it's crazy, isn't it? The thing is, it's not that he's not one of the top five Spanish keepers, it's that Enrique set out his stall of how he wants to play. And, <laughs> like, I mean, De Gea is a very good shot stopper. He can't, his distribution is shocking, absolutely shocking. And I kind of back Enrique for him saying, look, if you're just not going to fit as the way I play, I'm just not taking you. Like, if he's not going to play De Gea, yeah. what's the point of taking him? True, I suppose. Like, it's not like it's not like you're preparing for the future with David De Gea. I mean, like two seasons ago, we thought he was done. Finito. Over. But his contract's up. I think they've got one year option, haven't they? Oh, that's yeah. But on silly money, they yeah, don't want to so pay him that money. So that is nailed on. But status. it seems like this is a time for Ten Hag to get the keeper he wants in, doesn't it? Yeah, I would suggest. Either that or re-sign him on lower wages. Yeah, I think he has said that he he would be up for doing that. But is he going to want to do that if it's not? Maybe maybe give Dean Henderson a chance, hey? No. He's a big fan of United, Dean Henderson. Yeah, (laughs) he's not getting a chance. Did you see Dean Henderson the other day wearing a cap looking like Prime Chris Kirkland? I did love that from him. He stuck his finger up at the fans. That was was quality. I, I did enjoy that too. Although I don't really like Dean Henderson. Why don't you like Dean Henderson? What have you got against old Dean? The Dino. I'm just not sure he's as good as people say, so... I didn't realise there was a rabid fan base that was pro-Dean Henderson. Uh, probably his parents. Well, I, I'm just saying he's quite highly regarded, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, I, I hate Dean Henderson because, like, every time you see Henderson in, like, an England squad, you're like, which one is it? <laughs> Very specific reason for hating it. But anyway. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunter. Joining me this week, like every week, is the St. Andrew Shagger. It's Mr. David Harris. I will. <laughs> Bringing back an old classic there. God. Remember when you used to prowl along Broad Street? Crazy times. Different times. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Hobble more recently. It was actually <laughs> hobbling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah when did we? It was more hobbling or just steaming towards a fast food restaurant. My days on Broad Street. You or were throwing not... your shirt away. <laughs> you, you were not steaming anywhere the last time we were out, mate. When are you? No, uh, no, mate. When are you gonna? When are you gonna get back on the football pitch? Do you reckon? This is just for years. Hopefully, next couple of weeks, mate. Okay, I'm gonna start calling you like. Um, I was going to say, but I going to say Abu Dhabi, no, but he was really pod material. I'm, he I'm was not, way too good. Steady. Not, not sure I'm going to have a, a space to be honest with the the state of the WhatsApp at the moment. Oh, uh, remains to be remains to be seen. Uh, sports fan. I thought you were. I thought you were going to say I'm not sure if I got space on the the team because of a lack of quality. But you know, we move on. Um, also, I'm only here, bringing the quality down. Yeah, no, trust me, Dave, you don't need to fucking tell us that. <laughs> Football pitch in the pod, the same thing for David Harris. Just bring in the quality down. Um, uh, also here, the walk-up warbler, Mr. Pod Ross. Ross, react to the news that Danny Welbeck is in the provisional 55-man England squad that has been leaked, not the official. Uh, not surprising. Uh, expect to see him in the 26th. Um... On the blade. <laughs> Yeah, uh, good Great stuff. Player. Good stuff. Um, Walcott there too. You know? No, I think, <laughs> I, I think even Southgate's gonna struggle to pick the up. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like you're bringing it. Say Walcott before you get to Mike, just so Mike can have a proper few. It's excellent, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Sport Media's number one, number one. Joel Linton, Endubs, Talisa, Top Gun, Maverick, uh, Vinyl, Superfan, and he does NFTs and cryptos too. Like, there you are, there's your introduction. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello, everyone. Is that it? That's it, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not, I'm not rising to the Walcott rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was Walcott's best England performance, Ross? Ah, uh, but that is a hat trick, wouldn't it? I suppose against Croatia. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. What a, what a display. I should have yeah. put me Walcott England shirt on for this, actually. Yeah. How, how old is that shirt? I think it was the 2012. Um... He's played for them that recently. 
you remember we went into a tournament thinking that we were going to play Walcott and Townsend on the wings? Incredible. That would have been Saka or Foden. Said yeah, we thought we were going to win things with them two out wide. Good grief. <laughs> this is the thing when they talk about... Welbeck the, was up top, though. So. They talk about the golden generation and then you look at, like, um, you look at the squad for, like, 2010 and you realise Matthew Upson went. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of like... <laughs> What's going about Matthew Upson? Like, what are we doing here? He probably got more England caps than you'd like to think that he did. I was going to say, if you said he got more England caps than I did, you're certainly right. <laughs> um, right. Was he an invincible? Uh, I don't know. Matthew Upson? Yeah, he was at Arsenal back then. <sighs> yeah. He can't claim that, at least. I mean... I'm all I don't know if he was in the squad then. I'm all for stripping titles away from part-timers. Like, I'm okay with Makeda having a title, but I'm not okay with, like, Anderson having a title. Not a fan of Anderson at all. Back on the 2010 World Cup squad. <laughs> I've, I've dove into that rabbit hole. Uh, Heskey went. Oh, he was playing a lot of the time and playing well. Yeah. Ledley King went. <laughs> Surprised he was fit, yep. Stephen Warnock went. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Lennon went, and Michael Dawson also went. Oh, oh God, the back line. Jesus. Is that Redknapp Spurs? God. Led, I mean, Ledley King, by the way, simultaneously one of the most overrated players to grace the pitch in the Premier League. People talk about him like he's an all-time great and he couldn't stay fit. Anyway... 21 England caps for Upson, by the way. Christ. Fucking hell, it was bleak. Two goals. Um, where, where do we want to start this week? Dave, I want to come to you because you texted in the middle of the day saying, can we bring back a segment of the pod called Terrorist Tweet? Yeah. Are you ready to read out the terrorist tweet so we do the introductions? Yes. Mike, can you give me the David Harris intro to start of the week, but instead replace it with Terrorist Tweets of the week, please? Thanks. I can do, but just before that, Oh, here we go. Final bit from the 2010 World Cup is that Matt Upson was, was in fact joint top scorer for England in that World Cup with one. End the pod now. <laughs> Premier League title winner, by the way, in uh, 01 02. <laughs> Incredible. What a career he had. Um, anyway, it's Dave's terrorist takes of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I couldn't believe this one. It, it stopped me in my tracks about my day, to be honest. So this guy called. <laughs> Ebby Tactico at Ebby Forever. Someone asked him, is Bruno Fernandes bet- being better than Kaka? Which crazy anyway. And he said, Bruno's just unlucky for the era he's in. You stick him in the mid 2000s, he probably wins Ballon d'Or the year Kaka won it. He's comfortably better than someone like Deco ever was anyway. Couldn't believe it. I hope it's satire. Uh, I don't care. It's still uh, horrendous. Even if it's satire, it's, it's still horrendous. Until, until Bruno Fernandes does it against Portsmouth on the opening day of the season, I'm not interested. I've just thrown up in my mouth at that take. I'm, st- I'm still on the Matthew Upson being top scorer. <laughs> yeah. Cup over here. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's been a week for bad tweets, actually. I quite enjoyed the United... Uh, um, fan who said that apart from Reese James, I can't think of uh, another right back worldwide. I'd take over Diego Dallo. <laughs> and I'm like, we need to call the Jets. We need to call the Jets. He's had three good games all time, and I <laughs> second best right back in the world. Oh, it's good. Dear, dear. It's very good. Um, Ross, Arsenal, the Arsenal. Winners again. Winners again. Played really well, to be fair. It was a good result, apart from Saka's uh, injury. Um, looks like he's going to be all right, though. Said he might, I tested said he might play against Chelsea, which is good. Um, scored some really nice goals, played really well. Although uh, Forest were atrocious. Really, really bad. Martinelli scored a header. Dear, oh dear. Yeah, I feel like if you're a team like Forest, you can't allow someone like Martinelli to score a header. If You've you, got to release to the basics. Yeah, at least concede some other way than that. Then he was pretty yeah. much unmarked. It was, yeah, yeah, a bit of a combo of Arsenal being really good and Forest being really bad. Yeah, they look brutal. Dave's 
uh, off the bench for a, it's Dave's stat of the week. It was like um, Arsenal related. So five Arsenal have won a Premier League home match by five plus goals for the nineteenth time uh, on against Forest. They they did that eighteen times under Wenger. Winning Premier League home match by five goals eighteen times in the Wenger. So That's every the... other time they've ever done it, it was yeah, under... yeah, yeah, first time since Wenger. Yeah, I did see that. One. That is quite oh, I'll crazy. Give you that one. But also that they've managed to win nineteen Premier League games by five or more goals. That's pretty impressive in itself. I mean, we were once upon a time a really good side. To be fair. Well, you were at the weekend, Ross, isn't it? About once upon a time. No, no, I mean, we are really good this year. (laughs) Top of the league. Our our, our five-a-side team could put five past Forest. Give them a six-player head start. I'm not even worried. They've got more chemistry, to be fair. Christ. (laughs) The big question from this game is, uh, I think, is is Reese Nelson on the plane? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after that display. Yeah. Fuck off. This is my favorite thing. Everybody, oh, they're on the plane. Where, where the best part about it is when they're like, they're like, oh, he's on the plane. He's boarding the plane. He's in the departure lounge. He's at W H Smith getting a packet of crisps. Like, oh, it's useless this time of year. I, I for one, I'm loving it. I like it too. <laughs> I really do. It's, it's just like, it's just like how, like you've got, it's it's the people who don't, the people I really hate, are the people who don't really go for it, and they're just like staying at home on the plane departure lounge. Give me more. Like, who's buying a panini in Costa? Who's having a cheeky pie at Weatherspoons? I bet it's Aaron Ramsdale, but there you are. <laughs> like, let me know these things. If you are, then you're probably through security, so that's good news for your, your chances of the squad, if you made it to Spoons. That, that, that is true. Um, what I also think about, though, I've been thinking about the World Cup a lot, as you can imagine, thinking about it a lot. And I've also been thinking about the Premier League's desire to further revenue all this stuff, like they're talking about having 39th game overseas, about getting rid of the 3pm blackouts um, and things like that. Here's what's going to make you money. Put Cam- if First of all, take James Madison. Take Aaron Ramsdale. Put a camera on the two of them. Don't take him to Qatar. Drop him off in Ibiza. Let's see what they do. Like, <laughs> it's just like sun, sex and suspicious strikers. That's what I'm kind of after here. Like, like if, Instead of broadcasting the games featuring Harry Kane lumbering around like I don't know, Jack and the Beanstalk or whatever, <laughs> just play the, just play these episodes instead, and it'd be far more entertaining. That would be good as like that would be good as like the post match after we've lost. Just chuck that on. <laughs> it should be a two 0 by Iran. Uh, yeah, so yeah. When we open a... up with a two 0 defeat to Iran, we'll be. Uh... Have, have you had enough of Gary Lineker? Here's James Madison with Wade Lineker. <laughs> Like, it's just genius. It's the right thing to do. Also, on the subject of James Madison, I was watching the uh, the early kickoff this weekend, and we will get back to the proper football in a minute. James Madison's, like, inviting Stormzy to come and sit in a Leicester game. But, like, if you were going to invite someone that you're trying to impress, like a famous person, are you even going to invite him to a game versus Mad City where you're likely not going to have a lot of the ball? Like, he's not thought about this, has he? Get him into the game versus Forest. That's where you want him. They were saying on Match of the Day, there's like a, a budding romance between the two of them. Which is, uh, bromance, sorry, not romance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, either way, either way. But either way, it could be, who knows. But So that, I mean, yeah. Bring him along. He can watch De Bruyne. Yeah. What, I mean, what a fucking goal, by the way. Yeah, what a goal. But here's the thing about, every time I see Storms, I think to myself, like, yeah, I reckon you could play centre-half for Burnley. Like he looks more of an athlete than Ben Mee. Like, I, I refuse to. Uh, have you seen Ben Mee's goal this weekend? Yeah. I have not. I have not. Oh, oh mate, it good? look it up. What? Wow. <laughs> He's changed since he has changed since he left Burnley. <laughs> yeah. He's got over a new leaf. It's, got... it's, it's a left-footed bicycle kick. It's really? It is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Oh, and take, then, I think I said about Ben. And Mee. then they conceded straight away, and, and match of the day just panned straight to Ben Mee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Did they get, it's a goal worthy of winning any game, but then like two minutes later, someone's got to tap it. It's like excellent stuff. Yeah, it was a classic. Um, back to the Arsenal and uh, Notts Forest. Uh, 
I, I kind of it's tough to talk about Knott's Forest without feeling like feeling like you're retreading old ground. But do we relegate them now? Uh, I think they're in real trouble. Uh, yeah, send them down. Send them down. Do you reckon they buy in January? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did reckon they buy in January. Yeah, honestly. That's, I think it's a genuine thing. I can't believe they'll be buying in January. They changed the recruitment team, didn't they? they True, so I suppose they'll be wanting to make an impression. The their own yeah. <laughs> their best impression should just be walking in there going, not again. <laughs> where's where's Serge Aurier going to go after Forrest get rid, try and get rid of him? Him and Messi off to into Miami, Royale, maybe? Okay, yeah. Think. Emerson Royale and Serge Aurier as a fullback pairing is... Honestly, not even Spurs deserve that. Like, but I don't would, know who's actually worse. Can we unite them for like soccer aid or something? <laughs> soccer aid. That play. would be must-watch stuff. I reckon it, those two. Let's have them play. Tom Grennan's just blazing past them, don't we? Yeah, Mark Wright's causing all sorts of problems. <laughs> Robbie Williams out jumps. <laughs> let's well, let's have them play on opposite teams, but like let's move Sil Juriate to the left the left flank on his team so they're sort of against each other mm-hmm. and let's just sort of let them get to the middle of the pitch and see who knows what to do Cause I don't and then if we put Matt Doherty at right back on that true. team we should be fine well to be fair if any of them can play left back Dave it's Matt Doherty right it probably plays that better than the other two yeah, um, yeah. That, that I can believe that you can believe right so you went to we asked Ross what he thought of the weekend. Um, Mike, what thing from the weekend football stood out to you? What did you want to talk about? Oh, well, there's an obvious place to go, isn't there, Will? No, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre game of football, but yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, obviously Brighton-Chelsea is where I want to go. Did anyone watch this game, by the way? I've already seen highlights. I've seen highlights. Okay, yeah. okay, I just I watched our match today. I watched, so you fill us in, Will. I watched all 90. What a, what a shambles. <laughs> What a fucking shambles. Look, is it right that Potter got booed? By the Brighton fans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he got booed. And Cucurella got booed too, but you understand the second one a bit more. Yeah. I um, can't believe they're booing Potter. That is shocking. Yeah, it was poor. Um, This was a weird one in that Brighton... Brighton just... This was a really weird game. Brighton were, Brighton were really good, deserved to win. Potter, after getting it right in midweek with those attacking win-backs versus Salzburg, went with the same thing again. Didn't get it right this time. Completely, I think, underestimated the threat that Brighton had. When they switched to the 4-3 at half-time, Chelsea looked much better. Um, this seemed it seemed to come in, Brighton's great performance seemed to coincide with um, Chelsea's best players having an off day. I mean, Thiago Silva was, was nothing like he normally is. Um, Chalobah actually looked at the best of the back three. It was... It was Interesting. I mean, he finally lost his record of what was it like thirty-one games without losing or something. He's played quite well in the recent weeks, but he he was a bit off this weekend. And with all that said, with all the with all the stuff that Brighton did and all the stuff that went well for them, they had they had a bit of luck in terms of scoring the goals. So when it comes to actually thinking about Brighton in terms of their future and under Deserby, they still lack that. They still lack that goal scorer that they have lacked for a long time. So it'd be interesting to see what they do to try and address that in the upcoming transfer window. Because on the basis of what they played under Deserby here, it's it, it's again high risk, high rewards, a bit similar to Potter. But are you going to be able to access those rewards time and time again if you haven't got a reliable goal scorer? Seems like the managers changed, but the problems haven't really for. Uh... Well, yeah, well, I actually thought, I thought they were really impressive going forward and I think they pressed well um, in short parts and then Chelsea helped them out. I thought from a Chelsea perspective, they were, they looked fatigued. I think they finally, I think the Wednesday playing twice a week for like God knows how many weeks, it started to catch up with some of the players. And I think you can see it across the league, to be honest. Um, but they had some really good chances here. Like they they comf- they could have comfortably gone in at half time, having scored three or four goals against Brighton, and it was a, it was pretty lacklustre finishing that sort of 
held them back. But the reason I mention that is not from a Chelsea perspective, it's more from a Brighton perspective, in that they seem less secure at the back than they did under Potter. And that is a worry for me if you're not getting the rewards at the other end. So I actually came out of this game thinking, great, Brighton were incredible. What a result for them. They played really well, but also feeling less secure about the long-term perspective, kind of like the long-term perspective for them. But yeah. In in all fairness, in this game, it looked, they had Gross at right back and yeah, Stephen Young at left back, true. who's, I don't know how many, if he's played much, but yeah, I don't think he, he's played a lot. No, and they, they looked weaker in midfield for not having Pascal Gross there. Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Really good. Yeah. It's, they're still a good team, full of good, play- a good team. players, which I got totally wrong at the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> they are a good team. I mean, it, right. I think there is. I think like I'm getting. I'm getting so. I'm getting so sick of like modern football Twitter discourse. I really am because instantly the, this this like the four one is a is an eye catching scoreline. But it's also the type of scoreline that gets people who don't watch teams regularly to come out and say and basically have this one game be a referendum on how they're doing as a team and how they're actually coming along. And right up until this point, Potter, Chelsea and the Potter have been pretty good. Not spectacular, but they've been pretty good. And it was sort of like, I think Chelsea fans were guilty of it too, immediately coming out and going, well, this is disgraceful, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, I'm like, these guys are, pl- most of these players are playing Champions League football midweek and then playing at the weekend. And it's going over and over again. Chelsea are missing the two best players. Like these things are going to happen. Results are like this are going to happen, particularly when you've got a team like Brighton who are up for, definitely up for this game because they want to show Potter what's gone on, and also they had a week, roughly had about a week to prepare as opposed to Chelsea. So these things are going to happen, and to immediately treat it like a referendum on how Potter's doing at Brighton, I thought was pretty unfair to him, and actually sort of like showed you that you're a bit of an idiot if that's what you were doing. I understand the need to clown them, but to you to, and to say, "Haha, look at that," because that's what we all do. But to say Potter's failing at Chelsea, for example, for this reason is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. This are. was the first game he's lost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they've been really good, Chelsea. Well, they they haven't been really good. They've been good. They've been as they've been as good as I would expect a team that's missing its two best players to be. Is what I would say. They will get battered against Arsenal. Because Arsenal have exactly the type of things. Arsenal are the exact worst profile in terms of pace and speed for this Chelsea team without Kante and Reese James to play. So I would not be surprised if Arsenal turn them over. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, probably smart <laughs> on your part, Ross. I, I reckon it'll be interesting to see how. I think you'll see a few more results like this after the World Cup in particular. Yeah. Well. Where- I know there's less midweek games, but there's going to be, but the FA Cup kicks in then, so there's still going to be plenty of games around. Well, we've already the lower league clubs, well, the lower teams in the Premier League aren't going to have as many players going away. For example, um, Klopp's taking uh, Liverpool. They're in like basically another training camp, so all the players that aren't going, it's basically like having pre-season all over again. So teams get a bit of a reset. Well, I think. I think it's going to actually work in kind of two ways. I don't know about the rest of you, but I think there are teams, I think particularly Chelsea and Liverpool, um, who the World Cup's actually a benefit of, provided their players don't get injured. Because you come back after the World Cup, Chelsea will have Rhys James, and I can't stress enough how different Chelsea are a prospect when they've got Rhys James playing. And in theory, they should have N'Golo Kante back. Likewise with Liverpool, they should have some of their top players back. And also... Some of them who are going to the World Cup or get knocked out early and have a bit of a rest. Whereas for the teams like for the te- less Man City, for the team like Arsenal, now I think there's a chance that they are they are legit and that they'll still be good after the World Cup. But I also think there's an element of momentum. Whereas if you asked Arteta, do you want to keep playing? Fuck yes, I want to keep playing because I reckon we have a real good chance of sustaining this level. And I think it's going to work both ways for the top teams. But as for like the smaller teams, like. When it gets down to the FA Cup and the bigger teams, quite frankly, give less of a shit. Because it's different at the moment when your top teams are playing in Europe and then playing in the Premier League. They actually care about those games. I'm sorry to break it to you. They don't give a shit about the FA Cup. So, at least that's my opinion. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully someone else can go win it. Nah. 
I'll tell you who's winning it, Villa. Unai Emery. He's good in the Cups. Is the League Cup still happening this year? Is that just totally passed me by? It's yeah, starting next week, isn't it? We've got Man or City week next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's great, isn't it? Man City, wonderful. That could Cold be a tough week for you, so we mm. You wait. Amari Hutchinson, I think, is going to play. Excellent. Mm. Dave, what's his squad number? <laughs> know, mate, to be honest. Just believe it, though. It's like 72 or something at Arsenal. No, 20. Okay. I'm joking. 20 scored a good goal earlier this year in the youth team. I don't know. Look, I can't get into youth football. I'm sorry. I've tried. Can't no, even... That's a different level of commitment, that is, if you're following yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, Dave, same question to you. This week's football, anything you want to call out? Anything you want to talk about? Um... Well, I'd like to talk about blues, but there's no point because no one. Let's talk about blues. Let's talk about blues then. Wow, (laughs) we beat QPR. You've been brilliant, and uh, Michael Beale two nil, and we looked a really, really good team. We're up to like tenth or eleventh now. God, it's um, shaping up to be quite good for us for the first time. What's what? What do you think? What do you think's changed this season for you, other than obviously the manager? Dave, you still there? It's tough Wi-Fi at St Andrews. Tough Wi-Fi, and that was your brief update on Blues. Thank God we can <laughs> move on. Um, I'm going to come back to you, Mike, actually, because I know we were desperate, desperate to talk about your favourite man, Jesse March, and talk about how he was clearly circling the sack. But um, he only went and beat bloody Liverpool. Um, where, where do you stand on Leeds, Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They 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 play pretty well here. Liverpool again, um, struggling to almost struggling to keep up with the running of of Leeds a little bit. They had some good chances. Nunes had a big chance at one one or or one nil Leeds. I can't remember what the score was. Something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Gomez error for the first goals, just a disaster. Obviously, it didn't even look. <laughs> and Rodrigo gets maybe the easiest goal ever scored at Anfield. Um, I was quite impressed. <clears throat> this is more like what you'd expect a Leeds team to look like. I think, um, kind of when they came up, what what we were expecting them to do. They were they helped by a good performance from their keeper Meslier in this game as well. So, yeah, I mean, as you say, he was probably on the hot seat, even though I hadn't really heard many noises out of the leads. Out Are of you leads ready? It was going to happen, but I thought he was close to get that. If you're playing in and around bingo, here it comes. There was an athletic deep dive on Jesse Marches uh, on how he's um, sort of been, like, the board is clearly sticking by him. Leeds fans were sort of groaning at him a little bit um, and there seemed to be like a lack of like things going right over there and I think it was kind of a lot of the kind of reporting about it seemed to indicate that the problem seems the problem for Leeds this season is a lot of been that kind of linking the midfield and defence to the attack so they've still got they've got these players in like Sinistera but they're finding the finding it difficult to get them the ball under Marsh's system and I don't think a game like this where you don't really you don't really have to break down someone um are they perhaps the best judge of that but I don't know the few time every time I've watched Leeds this season except for the time they battered us 3-0 great um they've seemed pretty disjointed um and I do still worry for Jesse March but um Ross Dave where are you with Leeds? Do you think their favourites to go down? Are you worried about them or do you just think we're not bothered at all? I mean, talking about what Leeds fans think of them, I mean, the only stuff I'd seen in response to questions of like Jesse Martin was Leeds fans saying that they wanted him out. I saw when he came out and said that he was fed up of losing. Loads of Leeds fans are replying to that on Twitter, especially saying we're fed up of losing too. Like, they don't want him in the club. Like, I've I think they 
I think maybe some fans feel that he the way he comes across, do you back him to really like bollock the players and motivate them? I mean, what was that celebration about? I'm amazed Mike's not saying anything. He's a motivational mastermind, Dave. Don't worry about that part. I mean, I don't... I We've don't... never seen touchline moves like it, Dave. <laughs> when I say I'm worried about them, I don't see them... I mean, Wolves look absolutely rubbish. Obviously, there's other teams down there struggling. I mean, Leeds might be fine this season, but I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster for them if Marsh sees out the season, because... You just know that they could be fine for three or four games, but then they can lose the next four or five on the bounce. That's just what they're going to be like all season. They're going to be in and around it. Great podcast. Yeah, I mean, you've seen with this one in the Chelsea game, the way they run and press, I think they're just going to pick up wins maybe just enough. Um, so I think I saw something that Aronson run the most out of anyone in the Premier League this season. Because um, that's what they did against Chelsea. Um, and while they won that one so comfortably, well, three uh, 0 was it? Um, yeah, they I, I just think, yeah, yeah not hard. Yeah, but I just think they they're gonna probably do that to enough teams to maybe win enough games. But yeah, I, I think as opposed to a team like Wolves, I think provided they could just get a, provide if they've got more forward talent like Bamford's back, and although he's not scoring, is playing. What, fairly well like and that's going to be a help for them um i just think i can't believe mike that you haven't gone off on jesse march and now i'm gonna have to do it i mean let's let's forget about the fact that he might be the most american looking person i've ever seen and he doesn't even have to speak to know he's a yank i just think he's the type of person and that's not a bad thing but it's just he just looks out of place in leeds you know what i mean like you can't be an American in Leeds. That's like a Netflix show, like Emily in Paris or something. An American in Leeds, Jesse in Leeds. There you are. Um, I think he ends every single team talk with "I believe we'll win," <laughs> and I think on occasions he invites everyone, he invites people on the team into his office for a Red Bull and a chat. That's who he is. Don't like him. And I also enjoyed his I'm tired of losing comment where he's, lo- where he's pretty much lost everywhere. I did what enjoy that. What a loser. Yeah, I did enjoy <laughs> what that. What a loser. And you look at the numbers and this is pretty much how he's doing <laughs> everywhere he's been. Everywhere he's been. Everywhere he goes, he loses. But yeah, like you were saying earlier, Will, it sounds like the Leeds hierarchy are like all in on this guy. And they like Why? Scout, they like scouted him for years while Bielsa was in. And like they're like convinced that this is the guy. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'm not convinced this is the guy. People are obsessed with this Red Bull model bollocks, aren't they? They just want people from this who've been in that system, no matter. But, but Jesse good. March went from Salzburg to Leipzig, did awful at Leipzig, and then got this job. And yeah, just because he had Haaland at Salzburg doesn't make him a good manager. Right. And there's clearly the structural problems with Leeds. I mean, it's probably not helped by the fact that you sell Calvin Phillips as your best midfield distributor. Hands up, fair enough, that's the one. But still, you've got to kind of figure it out in a way, particularly when you sell him early and you know that he's going. You've got time to figure that out. Um, And just a quick word on Leeds recruitment. I'm not being convinced by practically anything so far. I mean... I remember getting excited about the Rodrigo signing, thinking, oh, that's an interesting signing for them to make. But that guy is pony. Like, he is he's just... I can't forgive him for that cross-field ball a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. He might... If, if Harry Kane wasn't in the league, he'd be the worst striker in it. I'm telling <laughs> you that much. Rodrigo didn't really have a good goal-scoring record in Spain, I don't think. He just had yeah. a good year, that one year before they bought him. And it was like a 13 or 14 goal season or something. So it wasn't even that good. It just sort of, because you used him on FIFA or whatever for me. And I was like, oh, that's a good sign. You look his numbers up and you're like, oh, is it, is it a good sign? I like the idea that Victor Alters just did the boardroom playing FIFA going, this guy. Yeah, maybe. I'm also pleased that none of of their signings have really worked out. Because I think I claimed on here that I'd never heard of any of them. (laughs) 
Yeah, you did actually. Yeah. But it's nice that none of them have come particularly but, good. But not many of them have worked since they got into the league in general, have they? Yeah, they I mean, had a great record. I tell you who I really liked, um, who came on at the weekend was it Nomoto, the guy who's. I say, and I say this as a short man myself. He is tiny, um, but he he's looked, like five three or five four, isn't he? <laughs> short king. He's five one. Yeah. You've got a new PM, short kings are at short king season. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, but he, he looked really good and he looked really exciting, didn't he? And it was, it was good to see. A bit of excitement up in the north. It's grim. Yeah, I'd like to see him measure up against Luke Shaw. <laughs> oh, Luke Shaw's got <laughs> four feet on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Anyone else got anything else they want to talk about? Mike, you've mentioned talking about Spurs. Yeah, but can I just, for the viewers, Liverpool fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> they need a. They suck. It's great that they've lost Anfield since Fulham beat them. The last time was Fulham beating them, and now it's fucking Leeds. They suck. Oh, was Va- was was Van Disney playing? Yeah, yeah, he was the one who let Rodrigo go for that tap in. Rodrigo yeah. was just walked past him, and he was one of the ones also that was around. Uh, uh, so- Somerville was it? Yeah, ready? Somerville. Yeah. Nice ready? story that. Twenty what first some... birthday or something. Well Are you so. ready for some like real basic Graham Sunes analysis? Here we Are go. Can I be Simon Jordan? <laughs> Steady on. Bit of a hairpiece you'll need. Um, <laughs> a wig? I don't think they want it enough, Liverpool. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely love like, watching them. And I'm like, I'm like, you, I'm like no. I don't. Like, Watch it, we're recording Tuesday night when they're about to play Napoli and they're going to be shit hot tonight. And yeah, they're, they're going to be so good. Stuck. They're going to be so good. Like, and, but you're watching me like, playing these teams and you're just like, are you, are you taking the piss, lads? Like, If we need, if we need for something it. for TikTok, this is it. This will get, this will get people right. Gen- this is nailed on because Napoli have been putting everyone away by gen- multiple goals. I genuinely think, I genuinely think they're like, if they're on the team bus like beforehand. And, the, and Virgil van Dijk just listening to some like smooth jazz. And then uh, Joe Gomez turns to him and he goes, how about it tonight, Virgil? And he goes, not tonight. <laughs> tonight they get slippers, van Dijk. And then he just wanders around, not interested in making a tackle. The midfield sort of swans from side to side. They've got the ghost of Jordan Henderson out there. Can someone explain to me how Jordan Henderson looks older than James Milner? It is crazy, isn't it? Honestly. Je- Milner's timeless. Je- honestly, it, I, f- I feel like they could open the pyramids and find Jordan Henderson's like, skeleton at this point. That's a lot of He looks dusted. But honestly, it's, they've given... They spend like three or four seasons running and they look absolutely shattered. But I just... I can't get it out of my head that they just don't look arsed. And I know it's... I know there's probably tactical reasons and it's really reductive, but they just don't look arsed. Yeah, to me as well, that it, it doesn't look like they, they can get up for these lesser teams in the Prem. It's really yeah. weird. Been very complacent, which I don't know how they're going to get out of that. I mean, Trent has looked knackered since like the first day of the season. Yeah. Poor man's late and bains, isn't he, to be fair? Well, if Leighton played on the right, Ross, maybe you know, fine. <laughs> We don't know where he stands politically, Dave, so thanks for that. Um, Leighton Baines is that hacker, definitely on the left. Yeah, absolutely. Is Leighton Baines, didn't he shave the sideburns? Which which genre of Arctic Monkeys is he looking now? Has anyone asked him what he thinks of the new album? Shit, by the way, if you're, uh, if you're here for music advice. Yeah, I like the one. If you've been to Will's Twitter, you'll already know. <laughs> um, right, anyone else got any other. Oh, Spurs, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, it was a nice turnaround. Well done, Spurs. We fucking. Uh, I'd much rather see some drama tonight in Marseille, to be honest. You seen what Alexis Sanchez said? No. Oh man, something along the lines of, um, I loved beating Spurs all the time when I was playing for Arsenal. It was one of my favourite things about playing for Arsenal. Something like that. It's it's so something. That may well be made up, to be fair. It seems like it was, but... Alexis Sanchez, the worst free agent signing in the history of the Premier League. And he's bantering them off. Incredible. He's been all right for Marseille, uh, to be fair. Love to see that. Leighton Baines, under-18 manager at Everton, so... Excellent. Um, Do we back Spurs to to get the win tonight? 
No, Guendouzi is going to kill half the squad. Four ex-Arsenal players in this team. Glasnac, Guendouzi, Tavares also having a great season. By it the way. is made for a Spurs Especially after last week's no, do you know what? Do you know what as well? Chancel and Bamba playing in number 99. That's that's a last-minute winner. Had her over for just, um, just going back to an earlier... Eric Bailly as well. Good <laughs> just Lord. Go back, just going back to an earlier comment of... Given the era Arsenal have had, four ex-Arsenal players in the squad, not quite the shining indictment that you think it is. I'm not but, saying yeah. it's an indictment. I'm just... Say that maybe they'll be up for it because it's against Spurs. I don't yeah. know. You, Alexis, gotta... at least, he was a good player for Arsenal. He was a good player. He was a very good player. And to be fair, Guendouzi was also a good player for Arsenal. Spurs should never, ever lose this game, but it's so Spursy that they might not win this game. Spurs are in a group with this is Royale play. With Sporting, Frankfurt, no, and Marseille. They should have pissed that group. Cause they should have absolutely pissed that group. They, they were two, two down. Royale goes off 3 2. Here's, but this is the thing, like Spurs and Spurs are sort of they're not going to get away with it. But like, if any other team, if any of the other teams in this, if City, Liverpool, or Chelsea had done this, we'd be giving them absolute pelters. But we expect it from Spurs, and they've that's the thing they're kind of fighting against at Tottenham Hotspur. And I just I don't have any faith in them to turn it around. Is Harry Kane yeah. going to finally turn up in a big game? Fucking not. No, they're not fighting very well, are they? If this, if this is how they're performing against that narrative. They were, I mean, last last week was just perfect. It was nice that they came came from 2-0 down against Bournemouth, but it is Bournemouth. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, Harry Kane won't score tonight, but he's got 240 league goals versus Norwich, and I'm supposed to think he's better than Rooney. <laughs> Fuck off. All right, man. Get grip. Shock it. Ah. <laughs> it is an interesting Spurs lineup he's gone with. This is... Yeah, I know. Just had a look. I'm just going to read it to you. Let's have some instant reaction. Lloris in goal, obviously. Dyer, Davis, Longley, Sessignon, Hoiberg, Bentancourt, Perisic, and Mora Kane and Son up front. What's going on with all those defenders? I'm, I'm amazed he's playing Lucas Mora because he is devastated he's... about the election. Yeah. Devastated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is. Three four three is what he's playing. Um, Shocked and... to see Lucas on the left wing. Actually, yeah, me too. Me too. But I think he's playing the right wing, Dave. Actually, isn't he? Um, I think Son will probably the be on the left. But I like that from you. Um, Mike, instant reaction. That lineup would be better if they had someone who could run up front. <laughs> they have got Son up there, and Moore runs a little bit. So. Oh, great, great. Talking... It's the one thing that Lucas Moore can do. I just can't see. And number 99, Chancellor Mbemba, being on a winning side here. It's, right. look, it's, it's Spurs and Harry Kane in a big game. Like, <laughs> like Mike wasn't here for your uh, rant last week. Spurs and Harry Kane. Harry Kane's never scored in a big game. He's only lost the big games. Like, <laughs> this, this guy sucks. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> Could we get some new pundits on the goal show? No, we like them all. We do like them all. Lerons, Honigstein, Horncastle, that's all you need. Yeah, the boys. Yeah. If you want to listen to a better podcast about football, ladies and gentlemen, the Total Totally Football, football show, European edition. Do enjoy how the Spanish correspondent's surname is Romeo. Like Alpha, but anyway. Um... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was going to say there was a Spanish player you could have gone for. Wazak of the week. Anyone got any nominees? Uh, Jesse Marsh. I knew. I knew. Jesse, Jesse, he can be up for it every week. Nah, he can't he win it this week. What about Conte for a few, uh, few minute VAR last in the Champions League? That's a good point, Ross. What did you make of that? Because obviously Conte had a massive go at Arteta last time, didn't he? about whinging yeah I mean if I I saw like a a breakdown of why it was offside and according to the rules it is offside so I don't obviously in the heat of the moment you know you get sent off whatever but yeah it's a bit rich isn't it to be complaining about people complaining and then to be a serial complainer yourself Diego Costa should be up for this award 
His first Premier League red. Can you believe it? Honestly, like 96 games. Finally, he's been caught. This is like when they caught Frank Abigail Jr. in uh, the hit film Catch Me If You Can. Like he's been getting away with it for years, and finally, Tom Hanks has got him cornered. Going back to Conte, uh, I did enjoy the moment where he was kind of like, uh, "When is VAR going to benefit Spurs in a big game?" And I was thinking to myself. Second game of the season, Antonio. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. That's all I'm saying. Mike, you've got another nominee for Wazza. Yeah. And uh, Ian Wright for saying that James Madison had a bird's eye view of De Bruyne's free kick when he was on the ground. <laughs> Superb, yeah. That, that was bird's eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, really good. That was a great free kick. That's we love really- Ian Wright. That's really good. I'm not. I've never given it right a Wazak of the week. Um, no, yeah, I don't want to give it him because I, I love him. But that did make did make me chuckle when I was watching Match of the Day. Uh, Wazak of the week. Wazak of the week. Wazak of the week. It's going to be Conte. Then we'll go Conte. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm all in, in agreement with that. He- Hero slash content of the week. Beth Mead. Yeah, superb. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, which he tells the lies, but to do his fucking job. Sensational content. Wish we saw more of it. I'm hoping for some good stuff off Jill Scott in the uh, in the jungle as well. Uh, honestly, Jill Scott and Matt Hancock are nailed on for a little smooch. I'll tell you that much. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> nailed on. Like, honestly, they're just going to look at each other over like some elephant foot or something and their eyes are going to be... Are people going to vote out Matt Hancock because... He's so unlikable, and they're going to keep voting him in, so he keeps doing horrible stuff. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to vote for him every every day. Like, I've never watched it. I won't even watch the My show. question I'll is, vote him in. is Matt Hancock going to wear his redemption turtleneck into the uh, into the jungle? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Also, what is it with all these people? Do you remember like when did you ever like when Dapper laughs? Do you remember him back in the day when he got accused of being a sexist, which by the way he was. He's just like he's on like Jules Holland in like this black turtleneck. Like and ev- everyone does it. Everyone does it like Matt Hancock did it. Honestly, for the first time I saw Arteta dressed on the sideline, I thought to myself, has he been cancelled? Like it's ridiculous. Oh dear. Dapper laughs. What a throwback that is. You know, he's back now. Yeah, yeah. You thought he was cancelled, ladies and gentlemen. You wished. Let me tell uh, you. You leave it long enough, you can come back. That's what Matt Hancock Isn't it? No, obviously. Jill Scott and Matt Hancock. And that's your final two in I'm a Celeb. Honestly. Are Ante Deck still doing it? Yeah, I think so. God. We replaced the Soccer Saturday panel and we replaced them two knuckleheads. <laughs> Not a fan of Anthony Tech. I just, I just want to see if they split up. Let's see if they're good when they split up. Let's have like Ant and Clinton Morrison. No one could save that. Honestly, that turns up with Dion Dublin on Home Center of the Hammer. <laughs> No, but honestly, you remember like you remember wife swap. Let's do that for like presenters. So like on Bake Off instead of Mel and Sue, it's just like it's, it's Jeff Stelling and Mel. Just, that would be that would be huge. Just over there like oh, it's a soggy talking about soggy bobs. Could you imagine? <laughs> Jeff Stelling could present it if it's. I oh, probably could. He could. He could. Yeah. Jake Humphreys presenting live from it. Let's get, let's replace. Wait, if it's Jake, Jake Humphreys and one of Ant's deck, no. No, let's replace, if we're swapping them, let's put Jake Humphreys like in one of Ross Kemp's like gangland documentaries because, because like. Are you hoping he gets shot? Uh, yeah, yeah, honestly, let's think about it. How long it no, no, he's just interviewing gang members about <laughs> their high performance. Yeah, yeah, tell them about Norwich. So tell me more, tell me more about how you really cut the meth. I just like, I, I could see like, I could see like Jake Humphreys like afterwards doing one of his like little famous tweets he likes to do. He likes to he likes to sort of shout out all these awful people. He's just going, yeah. Well, the thing about um, the thing about drug dealer number one, he just he just worked so hard. I mean, when I did Bamzuki, I had to overcome all these things in my life. <laughs> Bamzuki, Christ. 
it's a tough, honestly, I've never suffered in life like when Jay Comfrey's interviewed Harry Kane. It's a tough watch. It really was. Was but, it on a golf course? Yeah, well, no, there wasn't, trust me, not an ounce of charisma between the two of them. <laughs> it was like watching a wet flannel talk to a lump of bread. It was... <laughs> Bet Jake Humphrey's got highest sprint speed. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake's got highest sprint speed. <laughs> yeah. That's high performance right there. It really is. It really is. Now, if you'd like to listen to the high performance podcast, get a grippy for your life. Um, Mike, if the people want to follow you to find out more about crypto and all the things that I encouraged that you do earlier, where can they do? It? Yeah, there's plenty of them. Uh, I don't tweet about them though, so but you can still follow me at, at Mikey Breslin on Twitter. Yeah, if like. da- Dave, if the people want to follow you to find out more about that blues segment that went awry, where can they do that? Uh, it's at my internet's not very good. Dave Harris underscore 44. And Ross, if the people want to keep up with you to find out more about your quest to get a state freed from Cafe. <laughs> Where can they do that? At Ross underscore bird 14. Could I just quickly interrupt to ask Dave where the 44 came from in his his Twitter app? Who asked me that? No, I'm just asking. Mike, Mike just asked you that. Would it help you if I I pretended um, it came from a fan? Uh, We've had a question. Dave, it said, where did the 44 come from? Username. There were 43 other Dave Harris as it came before. Honestly, I think it's I think it was like back in like primary school or something. He had like a number and it just today. Is Bellingham's number for the uh, Birmingham schoolboys? Definitely not, mate. I can't remember. It's just, I had it as a number at some point. Not even not sport related, obviously. But yeah, it just stuck with me. Where for Parkway, though? Dave Harris is quite a common name, so not many other Dave Harris's seem to off forty four straight away. It's because Dave. It's because it's because Dave's stringing so many women along these plus four fours. That's why. That's the answer. Uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Hunt 17 which was Eden Hazard's number when he first joined Chelsea, which coincidentally is when I got Twitter. That's the meaning behind that before one of your bastards asks. Um, and if you can no, follow... No, wondering why I got 14, no? Because it's the Walcott, Mike. How about that? <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> oh. I'm so glad I haven't got a number in mine. <laughs> it's the Yeah, it's the Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Mumsnet, uh, Pinterest, eBay, it's at In and Around Pod. Um, you can also email us questions such as why has Dave got an underscore in his Twitter username at In and Around Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, and until next time, uh... sayonara. <laughs>